You're listening to the Metro LA Podcast, an official podcast of the LA International Church of Christ. Good morning. Uh, it's good to be here. Um, I, um, I actually, I, I just got to hear Robert's lesson for Monday. It was pretty amazing. So trying to get him out of my head and get into my message. Um, but you know, there's, there's so much going on and it, it, it's kind of ironic because, or kind of weird that every time I open up, I'm saying there's so much going on, but there is so much going on. Um, you know, I just think of, gosh, 2020 has been way more eye-opening than we ever expected. And, um, you know, there's a lot, a lot happening. Um, you know, even though maybe we're not hearing a whole lot about COVID-19, um, it's on the rise. 20 states are pretty, are growing. Um, one of our, our state is, is, um, cases are growing and, you know, and we have, um, protests, um, outcries for, for love, for equality, for justice. Um, we have a lot going on in our world, a lot happening all at the same time. <clears throat> you know, even in, in our own family, like just even this past week, we had, um, you know, one of our family, family members have a heart scare. Another person have a cancer scare. Um, we had, um, someone in our family are, um, die. Um, you know, and we have the church and all that's happening, the pains of the people, all of you, um, different situations happening and, there's a lot, there's a lot happening. And, um, you know, I, I want to talk about this, like how, how, how do we handle this? Um, you know, I, I thought of this scripture in uh, Matthew 11 in verse 29. We usually start a little higher, but I want to start right here. Um, it says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Honestly, when I, I read this scripture, I just thought, are you yoking? <laughs> are you yoking, Jesus? This is not easy. This is, um, you know, I, I am trying to have the yoke of Jesus, but oh my goodness, it's hard. Um, I look at uh, verse 28 and it says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. You know, Jesus knew, and, and Jesus himself was in so many difficult situations. And he was addressing these issues that... Um, we're trying to address today. He was very aware of all these things happening, swirling all around him. And yet he says, you know, come to me, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Um, you know, 
I, I think too, I, the first and the other thing I think besides are you yoking is, um, how do I, how do I do this? How, how do I take his yoke upon me? Um, how do I learn from Jesus through these times, through these difficulties? Um, you know, I, I'm a pretty serious person. Um, I mean, I have my little weird sense of humor that some people get. <laughs> um, but, you know, I'm, I'm trying to think, like, how, how do I take all this serious? How do I take it all to heart? How do I make sure I don't leave any stones unturned and that I, I'm grasping the gravity of the situations around me and, um, empathizing and having compassion for my brothers and sisters around me and, and, um, how do I do that? How do I take all that in and then give it to Jesus? And take his yoke on myself. Um, I guess, you know, the first thing I, I think is, I mean, I, I know I fall short. I know I, I, I don't naturally do this. I don't normally, um, handle things, um, this, the way he says it, this easily. Um, and I, and I fall short, but God does not fall short. And I, I think that in dealing with all of this and dealing seriously with all of this, I, I want to, I, I want to trust and depend on God. I want to put my hope in God. Um, you know, I, I know that, um, the, these situations are big situations. Um, racism is not just around my life. It's, it's everywhere. It's, it's a world problem. It's a, a country problem. It's huge. Um, you know, and, and I think that sometimes, um, when we realize, well, we, we realize it's so huge. Um, but we also, you know, we have a part to play in it. Um, you know, and our part is to speak up for those who cannot speak, to defend those who need defending, um, to act, to, to, to be ready to act, to be ready to do what's good and what's right. Um, that, those are our parts. And, um, you know, God's job is to move the hearts. God's job is to see the whole thing, to see the big picture and to be working on all of these levels, which who knows how he does that. He does. Um, but you know, I, I think what, what I am, I'm realizing is, you know, this is God's job to move hearts and he's moving hearts. He is moving hearts. Um, he has brought all of this to light. I mean, I, I think even to realize this is not just about, um, people recording, although that is the, that is one of the parts that was someone's small part that they gave, which ended up being a, a huge part. 
But, but God has brought this about. God has put a spotlight on what's happening in our world right now. And he will finish his work. He will finish what he has set out to do. And I think even just letting that soak in that, that God has this, that God knows how big this is. And this is not new for him. This is not all of the, all of the situations that are playing out. He is very aware of, and he's aware of all the other ones that we don't see. Um, he is doing something big. Um, you know, but I, I think like that's God's job. You know, when I, sometimes when I think about, um, you know, all that we can know about, all that we can be aware of, all of the situations that happen in this world, honestly, it is overwhelming to know, um, the injustices and the cruelty and the evil that is in this world. It is, it is a bit overwhelming. Um, you know, I think of how we have, te- you know, television and we can know within seconds, minutes, I don't know, um, when there's some huge event, some tragedy, some, um, uh, natural disaster or, uh, war or whatever, we can know about that within minutes of it starting on the other side of the planet. And yet we're at home and maybe in our pajamas, you know, one little person and we know about these great, huge things that are happening in our world. Um, it can be overwhelming, but God is that big. God can be there. God can work. And he does work through our small parts, but he does work. Um, you know, I think of like a, an avalanche, um, how one, one noise can cause an avalanche. You know, one removal of, of a rock can cause, you know, a bunch of rocks to roll down the hill. Um, one small rudder can steer a ship. So we are small. We have our part, but God has his part, which is the bigger part. Um, you know, there's, I think there's, um, there's a difference in, in how we, we can view all of this and internalize it. Um, and, you know, I think it, we can see these things and just totally give in to despair, which uh, honestly, I think we all do sometimes. Um, we can see these things and be completely discouraged or completely burdened or, or worried or weary. I mean, that happens to us. Um, and it happens to all of us. But I think when those things happen, I think to go back to finding God, to really centering ourselves in what the scriptures say, um, that God is good, that God is loving, that God is all powerful, that God is completely aware 
that he is just and that we can trust him. Um, you know, instead of trying to carry the weight of the world on our shoulders, um, you know, I think of a, a statue in New York City that there's a statue of a man who is carrying a globe on on his hands, on his back, and he is straining with every muscle in his body to do that. And then, you know, just a little ways away in the same city, there's a statue of Jesus and he's holding a globe, a little globe of the world in his hand. It's nothing for him. And, you know, I, I, I want to live on that one. <laughs> I want to be on that globe with Jesus carrying me rather than me trying to carry the weight and the pressures and the worries of the world. But, you know, I think it's a decision. It's a decision to to recognize and see what we need to do, what we need to change, how we can act, how we can help, how we can love, how we can serve. But it's also a heart surrender that this, okay, maybe for a moment we take it on and we feel it. And maybe that moment is longer than a moment, but we feel it. But we have to decide to give it back to God, to keep it as an important thing never to forget, but also to give this burden that can burden our souls back to God. Um, you know, and I, I think of praying and, you know, I'm, I'm so thankful for Ben Barnett's message on Sunday and he mentioned, um, prayer. And how, you know, we need to have prayers that powerful prayers that like the first century Christians, when they prayed, the ground shook. Um, and I, I just think we need to be having faithful prayers, knowing that God hears us, um, knowing that he has already told us what we ask for. He will he will grant Um to have faithful, believing prayers and to have prayers that connect us with the God of this world, with the God of this universe, I should say, um, the God who created us, um, prayers that are in stillness and quiet, that we're listening for God to answer us, to give us direction, to guide us, um, having an awareness when we are praying. You know, I, I remember um, some of the times when we would pray for dinner when our kids were little and different kids would, you know, pray and it would be like, God, thank you for this food. Thank you for this mom and dad and blah, blah, you know, and then, and please nourish it to our bodies. It was, you know, you could hear like it was a little routine going on. Um, and, you know, I think sometimes we can fall into that kind of praying where we're not really realizing we're talking to the God of the universe. We're talking to the God who created us. And that's amazing. That's awesome. He's the God who is able to do all that we ask and imagine. Um, you know, and I, and I think also just deciding that we are not going to carry around, 
you know, the worries of the world, like it says in Matthew 6. Um, do not worry about tomorrow because tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Um, you know, that is very true. Um, you know, I, I think about how, you know, just the idea of obeying God, even when we don't understand, just reading a scripture, the Bible says to forgive, and I am going to forgive. I'm going to figure out how to forgive. Um, like that sounds simplistic, but I, I think of the days when I was a young Christian and, you know, I think of how there were so many things I didn't understand that God told us to do. And so many things I didn't understand that God told us not to do. Um, and, um, you know, I think how he he t- tells us to be devoted to the scriptures or, you know, to be devoted to the fellowship, to confess our sin, to um, repent. You know, I think... Um, how God, God was giving us very specific or gives us very specific direction about living. But all these things were very weird to me. They were new to me. Read my Bible. Um, go to church. I never went to church when I was a kid. Like my whole life I hadn't gone to church. And now I'm going to church every week. I'm reading my Bible. I have to tell somebody my sin. What in the world? Like, you know, I have to repent. I have to live a pure life not have sex, not be involved in, you know, worldly stuff. That is like a new teaching. All of this was very weird to me. And I didn't totally understand it. I didn't totally get it. And I didn't understand what the big deal was in some of it. But, you know, I did it because God said to do it. I did it because God said so. And... um. You know, I did it because I believed that if I did, God would bless my life. If I did, God would take care of me, um, that he would reward me. Um, you know, and I, I think of that time like, wow, what a what a strange time to not realize how immorality would be so bad. Like, like I really didn't understand. I didn't see all of the ways that it. It, it, um, manifests all the ways that it destroys our life. Um, now, you know, I don't even know how many years now. Um, gosh, 40 something years I've been a disciple. I don't know. Um, you know, all I look back and I totally see the destruction of of sexual morality or living a wild life. I totally see why God says to not live that way. But I didn't know then. I, I just, I just believed it and obeyed it because God said it. Well, you know, and I, I feel like God has really blessed my life with great friends, with a great marriage, with, um, you know, a lot of, um, I averted a lot of trouble and a lot of hardships in my life just simply by obeying. Um, but the truth is, even though it's, you know, 40 whatever years that I've been a disciple, um, even though it's been so long ago, um, I think that there are still 
these things that I don't understand. There are still things that God tells me to do or tells me not to do that I don't fully comprehend. And I still need to just obey him in faith. Um, you know, and I, I think that that is Christianity. That's living by faith that, you know, I may not understand why I need to turn the other cheek, why I don't repay evil for evil, why I trust that God is the one who will, you know, be in charge of vengeance. Um, all of these things, like really there's so many places in my own heart that I have been taught to fight. I have been taught to stand in and fight someone. And yet I look at scriptures and Jesus says to turn the other cheek. Jesus says to, you know, give them your cloak as well or to walk a mile more. And, you know, all these things don't, they don't always make sense to me. And they make me feel vulnerable. But I need to trust that God is, is handling things. He is revealing things as, as he chooses. And he is calling us, um, to do things that, um, are good and right and to, yes, speak up, to, yes, defend, yes, do not stand by and let it all happen, but not take things into our own hands the way we choose to. Um, you know, we need to still believe that love covers a multitude of sins, that it's better to give than to receive, that we need to turn the other cheek, that vengeance is the Lord's, that all things work for the good of those who love him, that discipline produces character. All these things. I mean, these are huge, huge understandings here. But it, it, it helps us go in the way that we should go. That, um, this is Jesus's way. This is making, um, taking his yoke upon us and having an easier life. This is the way we do it, even though it doesn't always make sense to us. God's way is better than ours. Um, so, you know, I, I thought, okay, how do I get rid of this burden? I pray. Um, I think singing songs, singing spiritual songs. And I do that by myself in my room because I don't know that anybody needs to hear me. But, you know, singing songs to God, there's something magical about it. There's something just deeply refreshing about it to be singing, um, singing these words, these affirming my faith, these declarations of my faith, um, make me stronger. They make me more fulfilled. They fill me up in my soul. Um, you know, and, and I, I think, you know, these are hard times, no doubt about it, but God is with us. God is molding our character. God is teaching us. He's discipling us. He's rebuilding us. Um, that actually is very inspiring to me because I know that as we age as Christians, we get a little crusty and we get, you know, we start like 
I don't know, growing an extra arm or something. We get weird sometimes. But God has a way of just, you know, taking this down and then he builds it back up into what he wants it to be. And I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful that God is just digging into my heart and getting stuff out and helping me to um, to keep living a faithful life. You know, he he watches us. He he it's like he is you know, some kind of um, scan over our souls. And he knows what needs to happen. He knows what needs fixing. He knows what needs taking out. And he knows what needs, you know, nurturing. And that is what God does for us in our spiritual life. It's amazing how he will rebuild us. Um, you know, that's exciting to me. That's That's awesome that he does that. And, you know, I think um, just valuing these times, even though they're hard, um, valuing that God is doing something greater than us, um, that he's taking away what's superficial and he has taken away distractions. Um, we are all focused on life and death issues right now. And there was a long time that we were focused on really superficial stuff. And we are looking at real life and what really matters right now. You know, God is purifying our hearts. He's, he's making us whole. He's making us better. He's, he's, at least he is doing his part. Our part is to turn to him and to trust him and to obey him. Um, he's calling us, you know, to, to be with him, to connect with him, to walk with him, to depend on him. Um, you know, I, I think that one of the things I'm really grateful for is that we're all going through this together. You know, I, I think hard times are hard in, in the moment. They're absolutely hard and, and terrible for some. Um, but I'm, I'm very thankful that we get to go through this together. And honestly, ah, I'm going to cry. Um, I just, I think of how, like, how special you know, all of my brothers and sisters in Metro LA will be to me in the future. Um, because we're going through hard times together and we're, we're in, you know, in spite of ourselves, in spite of our weaknesses, in spite of our blind spots, whatever it is that we have, we have this opportunity to really love each other and to really help each other and, to to realize like if we can just realize that this is the stuff all the stuff that's happening right now are is the kind of stuff that profound relationships are built on that we will be connected in a way that we won't be connected with other people after and that's awesome and that's worth remembering as we go through our hard stuff that these are, we're building profound relationships with each other and with our God as we go through these really painful and trialing, uh, trial, um, times. 
you know, I, I look forward to just being a better, you know, better connected to God and better, you know, to love better. And, you know, like James 1, 19 says, being quick to listen, slow to speak and slow to become angry. Like, I want to get that down. I want to be somebody who listens. And honestly, sometimes I'm impatient. And I even I remember when my kids were little, I would finish their sentences for them. That had to be so irritating. Um, and I still do it now or interrupt because I can't wait for someone to finish their thought. But being slow or quick to listen, slow to speak and slow to become angry. That's that's gold. That's awesome. Um you know, I, I'm excited that right now, even though it's hard, even though we have been weary and burdened, that God is creating something better in us, that God is creating something better in our church, that God is creating something better, and that He cares about us, that we, um, that He is very intimately working in our lives to give us the right view and to help us, um, that He cares about all the things that are happening in this world. I want to close with this scripture in First Peter chapter one. Um, and just, you know, hear the words that, uh, this, this scripture say. In verse, in uh, chapter one, in verse three, it says, praise be to the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. In all this, you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. These have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. For you are receiving the end result of your faith, the salvation of your souls. I love you. I'm praying for you. And um, I hope these words encourage you. You've just listened to the Metro LA Podcast. For more information about our ministry, please visit MetroLARegion.com.